You're listening to the Point of Difference podcast. All right, welcome back to the Point of Difference podcast and what a massive episode we have lined up for you all today. Describing herself as a self-obsessed sport nut, Nat Edwards has flourished as one of the leading AFL journalists. From hosting Channel 7's The Kick on Saturday nights to co-hosting 7's Sunday football analyst show Game Day, Nat has already had an amazing start to her career. So, without further ado, it's our pleasure to welcome Nat Edwards to the Point of Difference podcast. Welcome, Nat. Okay, all right. So, thanks so much for joining us, Nat. Um, So, it's an absolute honour to have you on uh, the Point of Difference podcast. Thanks so much for having me, guys. It's a pleasure. Uh, So, you started studying journalism at RMIT. So, I studied journalism at at Swinburne, so, you know. Uh, (laughs) How did the university help you in getting, like, a leg up in the industry? Yeah, RMIT um, was a really great place to study journalism. It was a really well-rounded course. So, I think the best thing was it was really hands-on. So, they had, at the time... Uh, they had sort of Channel 31 TV studios there that we could use. Um, there was uh, yeah. the Student Youth Networks in radio, so you could do radio shows. Uh, so it was really fantastic. We also had like our newspaper magazines and all the rest. So, yeah, it was just really great to get that hands-on experience. Obviously, you went to your tutes and your lectures um, if you could be bothered showing up, yeah. of course. Um, 12 contact hours a week <laughs> isn't, isn't too hard. So, yeah. um, but outside yeah. of that, you're just sort of trying to do as much work experience as you can. And most of that is voluntary, but there yeah. were so many facilities available to us at uni. So it was a, yeah, a really great course. Yeah. So did you do any, um, like, did you submit any radio shows or did you join any of the networks? Yeah, so uh, we had to do a program called Newsline uh, that was part of our TV course. So that was on Channel 31. Okay. So that was really fun. So we had to sort of get up there and that present would be the awesome. news. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was super yeah. scary too because it's sort of your first go at doing live TV. So it was yeah. actually live. It wasn't pre-recorded. Yeah. Um, so you're packing your dacks a little oh, wow. bit standing okay. there in front of the camera going, oh, my God, yeah. <laughs> what yeah. am I doing? Um, so that was really yeah. a, an awesome experience. And then I, um, I love sport. So I decided that I mm-hmm. wanted to sort of try my hand at reading the sports news, um, for Sin Radio. So I did that for a bit. I had a mate, mm-hmm. um, who had a similar sort of sense of humor and love of music. So we had our own little radio show, yeah. The Seven Deadly Sins. Um, That's awesome. Yeah. So you could just kind of do whatever you wanted. And then I I also yeah. uh, had a, a show on Channel 31 called The um, – Oh, it was called the Naughty Rude Show. That was the the radio version of it, <laughs> and then we turned it into a TV yeah. show called The Love Bunker, which uh, was a a health okay, relationship wow. show. Well, okay, right. that's oh. a lot different to what I guess you're doing now. Isn't yeah. It? yeah, a little bit different to the footy, but uh, you know, it was fun anyway. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, did you always want to get into media? Um, like as a kid. It's sort of hard to say. I, I always loved sport and I, I guess I was one of those kids. Um, I, growing up, I loved watching – this is really lame. I love watching Superman, Lo- The Adventures of Lois and Clark and I kind of wanted to be a journo like oh. Lois Lane and Clark Kent and I went to the – Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, so I went to the um, Royal Melbourne show one year and I actually got – 
a Lois and Clark show bag and it had like a journo notepad and pen and like a pretend dictaphone. <laughs> so I would spend wow, yeah. my days going around and interviewing family members and friends and just annoying the hell out of everyone. Uh, and I also yeah, did like a young, little, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I did a little radio show with my best friend as well. Um, my name as a DJ yeah. was Princess Pop. So that's telling oh. <laughs> A lot about my musical taste. Um, uh, so I just, I always had a, a love for, I guess, telling stories and interviewing people. But when I was in year 12, my love for sport sort of prompted me to actually apply to study physio um, when I left school. So yeah, okay. I, I got into physio and I, I did a, a semester of that before I realized very quickly that. It wasn't for me um, and I just mm. thought, well, if yeah. you love sports so much, maybe you should just go and talk about it for a living. So I, I switched to journalism. Okay. We, so you did So you did quite a few work experience jobs while studying at RMIT. I think you did 11, 16 SEN in your final year at our uni. Yep. How important would you say are those experiences? So important because when you graduate from uni, no one's really looking at the marks that you got on, oh, yeah, you completed a, a degree. Yeah. They, they want to know what on Yeah, field. you got a piece of paper. <laughs> yeah. That's good to hear. Exactly. They want to know what yeah. hands-on experience yeah. you have. So have you done a podcast? Mm. Have you written for yeah. newspapers? All yeah. that kind of thing. So I think that's really, really key. And, yeah, um, yeah like you mm-hmm. said, I volunteered my time um, with SEN. Uh, doing breakfast radio, so helping to produce okay. at the time it was Andrew Gaze, Tim Watson, oh, yeah. and Billy Brownless. Was Andrew Gaze? Oh, yeah. It was Billy. Wow, Billy was there. <laughs> yeah, I know. So this is okay. years ago. This is showing my age. So this is back yeah. in 2008. Yeah. <laughs> um, and that was, right. yeah, a really, really great experience. And I also that spent. That would have been, yeah. Yeah, I also spent three years um working for the Eastern Football League media team, so covering local footy um, uh-huh. on radio and in their yeah. their version of the record um, as well as VFL footy. So it sort of did a, a lot of different things on the weekends. Yeah. So was <clears throat> sport always, as was footy always the sport that you envisioned yourself sort of looking into as a journalist? Um, like if you were to pick one? Yeah, probably. If I was to pick one, it it probably is AFL footy. I love tennis as well, so that's yeah. always been my first sport I've yeah, played. Yeah, we noticed, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I've played it as a, a young kid, so since I was about five I've played tennis. Um, okay, And yeah. uh, I, I really love that sport. But, yeah, I guess for me it's always been footy. That's my passion. I And yeah. I'm an absolute Hawthorne nuffy, um, which I'm happy to admit. Hawthorne. <laughs> yeah. oh, sorry. We're trying to figure out what team you go for. We're trying to like research to see if we could find, but you're Hawthorne, okay. Yeah, yeah. I thought you were Geelong. Oh, God. Oh, no. Oh, that's probably. I'm a Geelong supporter. I thought you were Geelong. Oh, no. Oh, no. Sorry. Sorry to disappoint, but Essendon and Geelong are probably my two no, that's all right. most uh, hated clubs. <laughs> yeah, we've got a good rivalry. So No, we do yeah. have a great rivalry and they're a very, very good club yeah. and team. So. A lot of yeah. respect to Geelong, but yes, I'm a Hawthorne girl through and through. <laughs> okay, so did you ever play <laughs> footy as a kid? So I did do Oz Kick um, when I was <clears throat> yeah. sort of. I think I started when I was six or seven. I started Oz Kick, and mm-hmm. because I was 
a very small girl. So I, I'm only five foot two. Um, so as a kid, right. I was very small. Um, but I had yeah. to play with the boys that were a year younger than me. So, oh, really? so did they have the girls program back then in no, Auskick? No. So I was, uh, I okay. played, um, I did my Oz kick at um, Ashburton Junior Footy Club, the Redbacks. Um, And I, yeah, I was one of two girls in my group and we had to play, yeah, with actually we had to play with boys that were two years younger than us um, as a safety thing, I (laughs) guess. Uh, But we had like the the guy that ran the program, Bruce, he was the best and he used to give me so many free kicks yeah. like I played forward so he'd, be, he'd just like blow the whistle like infringement free kick Nat and so I was like you know booting all these goals and yeah. the, the boys and yeah. the other kids hated me because you know I was getting all this um <laughs> free help free kicks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah but I was happy to capitalize on that so yeah I played um yeah footy for a couple of years uh Oz kick wise and then um unfortunately I had to give it up um you get to the point where there was sort of no pathway for girls after that unless you wanted to travel a long way. And um, I guess at that yeah, time yeah. my parents just thought tennis would be better suited for a girl. Okay. So yeah. I continued to kick the footy with my brother, but that was it. And then um, in 2017, I think it was, I mm-hmm. my brother's football club, Old Campbell, Grammar, um, they decided to start a women's team, and my brother said to me, "Hey, why don't you, why don't you join?" And I was like, "I'm 30, mate. Like, how am I going to go out there and play <laughs> footy? Like, you know, I haven't played in ages. Soft tissue injury. Yeah. And so, anyway, he convinced me to go down, and I did. And I played my first season of competitive footy, and we won the flag, and it was yeah. the best thing ever, oh. it, just the best experience yeah. that I've ever had. It was fantastic. That's amazing. So um, would you say, so you've worked in all media platforms, print, radio, and TV. Which one would you say um, do you most prefer? Good question. Um, I've always been swayed to broadcast. I love radio. I I really do love radio because you can kind of rock up and be in your active wear and not have makeup on. TV is just such an effort. (laughs) But in saying that, I just love how pictures can help tell a story. And so I really think, yeah, yeah, TV is probably the one that I love the most. Did you ever think of doing print journalism or was that just part of your uni course and something that you just didn't really want to do? Yeah, uh, I still write a little bit for afl.com.au here and yeah. there, but it's probably not where my strength <laughs> lies. I think my strength really lies in in pictures and um, voice and storytelling yeah. that way. I'm not a really strong writer uh-huh. um, while I can do it. Um, it's probably not something I prefer to do. So, yeah, I think at uni I, I was always sort of more <laughs> swayed towards radio and TV and that kind of showed in sort of the extracurriculars that I did. But, you know, it's, yeah, I I would have gone to like a rural newspaper or something like that to get my start in in journalism if I needed to, but I was always going to try and seek out a different path. Yeah. So do you find that there's much of a difference in terms of, because you obviously work at a few different workplaces, like um, are you still at 3AW or was that? So I had to unfortunately give up with 3AW when I um I got a, a more a larger role, I guess. It's Channel 7 last year. So yeah. um, that was 
yeah, a shame because I really loved it. I did a few games for them last year um, and this year, obviously, with coronavirus and everything that's going on, companies unfortunately mm-hmm. have a tight squeeze. So um, there's not much work going around at the moment. But, yeah, certainly um, they, they were really great to work with 3AW. Well, do you find that there's much of a difference between the workplaces that you have gone to in terms of how you have to act on air? Because I noticed on like free, the AFL media, for example, you guys seem to have a bit of a license to, you know, have a bit of on-air banter and stuff. Yeah, I think um, I haven't really noticed a, a huge difference. I guess it just depends on mm. how comfortable you feel and um, the chemistry that you have with yeah. your co-hosts as you guys would know like you guys have really good banter and chemistry between the two of you so it, it's sort of like you get oh, yeah. <laughs> from the small amount of podcasts I've listened to but you get that um oh, over time yeah um and yeah it's something you can't manufacture I don't think so I was yeah I've been lucky that I mm. work with some really really great people and people who are fantastic at their jobs and it kind of makes my life easier um because we are able to have that banter but I haven't really noticed anything in terms of having to act differently I mean one of the things I always say is you shouldn't really have to change yourself you should just be yourself and if you're your true genuine authentic self then that's that's all you can do I guess following on with that um many of the media gigs quite scripted um not really so for example if I'm reading the news um, for afl.com.au, like with our footy feed program. Yeah. And yes, I script the news. Um, but if we're doing, <laughs> yeah, 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 because I don't, my memory is not that Make good. It up. Um, <laughs> but you know, if we're doing just like a show where we're just discussing a club or something like that, it's more off the cuff. Um, mm. Channel Seven was never yeah. scripted; that was always off the cuff. Um, and Three AW okay. never scripted. You just, yeah, I mean, it's there's. Pros and cons for both, but I think just trying to be really natural and yeah. you want to sound natural when you're talking and reporting on something. Mm, yes. um, but obviously, yeah, there is yeah. a time and a place for a script, but it's, um, yeah, most of the time you try and just go off the cuff. So it's more about like, I guess, using your knowledge that you've already learned as a journalist to then just, you know, make your own opinion on yeah. it. Yep, pretty much. And you just got to have confidence in Um, your delivery as well because, you know, if you sound really confident, you can actually say anything and even if it's complete BS, people will tend to believe you. Look at Donald Trump. He says things with so much confidence sometimes. People are just eating it up and I don't know how. It's crazy. Yeah. You know know what I'm saying? The way he delivers from the stuff he says. Yeah. Yeah. The charisma. Yeah. Do you like what you're hearing? Make sure to stay updated on Facebook or Instagram at the Point of Difference Podcast. Or better yet, keep listening each week. Now back to the pod. Um, so yeah, how did how did you actually get that job at the AFL? <laughs> like, what was your path to that like? Um, so oh, it's this is going way back, so excuse my age. So I graduated mm. uni 2008, great year, Hawks won the flag. Um, missed my graduation, went to Fiji with the girls instead. <laughs> so that was great. Uh-huh. Um, and then I started, when I came back from Fiji, I started the process of trying to get a job that involved lots of cold calling and applying for, you know, yeah. rural TV stations and all the rest. Anyway, I was lucky <laughs> enough 
that a lecturer of mine at uni got an email from a company called Media Giants and they were looking yeah. for someone to host a new and produce a new daily footy news show on afl.com.au and they were looking for a female wow, specifically. Okay. And um, my lecturer wow. was like, I only know one person. And so she mm. sent them my name and I went and met them. Um, they saw my show reel. Uh, and they offered me the job on the spot, which was incredible. I was blown away. But at the time, um, the media giants had the contract to provide content for afl.com.au. Um, and so I worked yep. there for three years and then the AFL decided it wanted to build its own in-house um, media mm. operation. So they wanted to take yeah. afl.com.au back and the app and they wanted to have control over it I guess so we started the process over okay. two years yeah, yeah. of that transition and in that time I actually decided yeah. to leave and I went and worked um at 1116 SEN for a couple of years because I wanted to go yeah. back and do radio and just try mm -hmm. something different I freelanced for a bit with um, a few other places and then after sort of two three years of freelancing a job opportunity came up at AFL Media, as it's now known, and I um I went back and I've been there ever since. So yeah, it's been about seven years now. So were you, were you quite instrumental in in um like creating creating AFL .com? Um, the video side of things. Yeah, <laughs> I can't take all the credit. No, um, but certainly the video side. <laughs> of things. So uh, we sort of up until yeah. um this year, we've sort of had a daily news video show called Footy Feed, which you may have seen. Um, yeah, so great, great show. Thank you. Have a <laughs> So Footy Feed was always a daily offering. It sort of changed this year with um with a few different changes <clears throat> at AFL Media, but um prior to that, yeah. there'd never been anything like a video news show. So I was sort of like my first day I rocked up, they gave me a computer and they said, right, so we want you to put together a show, a video show, a news show. It's going to be every day. Go for your life. And I was, I was yeah. like, what? You, how, how am I <laughs> oh, going to yeah. do this? Like usually I'd have a producer, but I was it. I was a one-stop shop. Yeah, yeah. Host, good luck with that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> go so, for it. Yeah, yeah. so I came wow. up with this concept, and it was actually called AFL Today back in back in the day. That's that's what the show was called. Yeah. Um, and then now it's grown into mm -hmm. Footy Feed, and I used to film it sitting on a stool in front of the <clears> sub editor's desk. They were in the background, and nowadays <laughs> we shoot it in a proper studio. Um. And it's just changed so much from what it was back then to what it is now. And obviously it's been, you know, 10 years. So uh, a lot has changed on the technology yeah. front as well. But, yeah, it was um, it was sort of their first sort of step into into the video world back then. Right. That's really interesting. Um, were you – so I think we heard that you were the first ever woman to host a primetime free-to-air AFL show. What was that like, like being the first – Scary. <laughs> um, yeah. it, it was scary, but just an amazing thing. Uh, I have worked so hard um, over my career to get to that point um, and yeah, yeah. it was just such an incredible experience. And I guess I'm really lucky, though, that I've had people go before me. So, you know, Kelly Underwood, first female caller, 
on TV yeah, um, and, you know, has paved the way for a lot of women. You've got Caroline Wilson who paved the way in journalism um, yeah. in sport for yeah. women along with Chloe Salto who does, you know, who did cricket. Um, and, and then even the likes of Sarah Jones, <coughs> um, Nerily Meadows, they're yeah. on, on Fox, yeah. but they've been hosting footy, primetime footy for years, but just on a, a pay TV. So mm-hmm. um, it wasn't like a woman hadn't ever done it before on TV. It was just on free to wear. It had sort of never happened before. But um, it was, yeah, it was an amazing experience. And I feel really privileged and honoured to have been given the opportunity to do that um, by seven. And um, yeah, like last year was just a whirlwind for me, being able to do that. Um, You know, being part of the grand final coverage as a host as well last year was absolutely Mm. incredible. Um, Something I had dreamed of doing for years and years and I finally got the chance Um, and it was a fairly nerve-wracking day because I was actually 38 weeks pregnant. So um, I was just hoping and praying that the baby just stayed in there and I was like, you do not come out until after the final. These are the rules. No baby (laughs) football season. I'm watching this game. (laughs) So is that sort of the point? Was that sort of the point where you go like, okay, now I feel like I've really accomplished something as a journalist? Um, yeah, I mean, it is a really proud moment, but mm. I, I guess when you feel accomplishments like, and you look at your career as a whole, I think there are probably smaller things and they're in like little stories that you've been yeah. able to break or stories that you've been able to tell or, or something really meaningful that you've been able to do. So while it was like a really proud moment for me and, um, you know, something I've dreamed of for such a long time, um, yeah, it's it probably doesn't define my career if that makes sense. Yeah. Um now I guess here's a bit of an odd one, but you so as we were talking about, you work at the AFL um as a journalist. Do you find it there's not or how much room do you think there is to be critical of the AFL themselves since you're working for them? Yeah, that's a great question. And it is a really, really hard balance. Um, But we try to be as independent as we can be um, as a media organisation. And at times there are Mm -hmm. lines that get blurred um, and and that's for sure. And I think think when you look at the media these days, is there truly really any organisation that can say they are 100% you know, non-biased or 100% independent, I guess. Like you look at Fox News in America, I mean, are they independent or, you know, is there something going on there? I mean, nine, Murdoch. You just, there's just so many things and conflicts that you do find yourself in and and it's because, you know, yes, you're doing the news and you're trying to be independent and your job there is to be non-biased and all that kind of stuff, but you have to remember news doesn't make money advertising makes money yeah yeah. um and so when you 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 are going to get conflicts at some stage but in saying that as a journalist you want to be as independent as you can and we have someone like Damien Mm. Barrett as part of our news team at and he's so critical and you know what he can be because he has the credits in the bank and he has those relationships and yeah he also you know he's not going to write something um a stinging critique of the AFL without actually going to them and saying 
also this is what I'm going to write. I'm writing X, Y, Z and it's because of this and I've yeah. spoken to this person, yeah. to this person. And then, you know, you can you can put that up and that can be published. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I mean, it, it was really difficult, I know, during the Asada Essendon um, saga and investigation that, um, mm. you know, there were some blurred lines. But as far as us journos in the newsroom go, we try to be as independent as we possibly can. Yeah. Yes. So I guess is a big part of AFL journalism having those contacts with, with AFL players? Yep. So players, coaches, um, I mean, journalism is all <laughs> about um, yeah. communication and also your contacts and, and who you know, your sources um, and your relationships. So you're yeah. really trying to um, make those relationships and, and form trust with people so that um, <clears throat> not just so people <clears throat> give you a story, but, you know, so you can be the best reporter that you can. So the team that we have there, you know, I watched Mitch Cleary, um, who's a fantastic young journo, and, yeah. and Callum Toomey as well. Yeah. Like, the number of phone calls they make is insane. If you were sitting behind them, they're just on the phone all day calling this person, checking in, chatting to their sources. Um, you know, they go to training. They they do all those things so that they know their clubs inside out. Um, and that's all all part of it. And it's, it's, um, it's exciting. I, I love mm. that part going out to watch training you just you learn so much from that experience yeah well i do really have some admiration for the exchange guys because like they seem to have a really good balance between humor and also being serious journos yeah do you find that yeah definitely the three amigos (laughs) in riley mitch and um and cal the exchange boys they've (laughs) got a great pod and yeah they have fun with it they're young. They like to think they're cool. I don't know about that. Mm. Um, <laughs> but they're um, mostly, they're just great blokes. But they know their footy inside yeah. out, but they're able to present it in a really fun, just enjoyable way that's engaging. And that's what you want. You want to listen yeah, to engaging exactly. content. You want to watch engaging content and read engaging content, but also mm. feel like you're being yeah. informed. And that's what they do. Yeah. Now. Do you find that you have many, um, so working through the AFL, do you have contacts that you get as a result to automatically, you know, phone numbers and things that help you make these stories? Um, not always. Yeah. So at times, yes. And you, and you can have access, but part of what we have to do, like a lot of other news organizations that cover footy is often you have to go through the media people. So for example, you couldn't just call, um, if you wanted to speak to Buddy Franklin, you couldn't just call Buddy Franklin. So you'd have to go through either his manager <laughs> oh, <laughs> or you have to yeah. go through the club hey, media person. So you call the club media person right? Okay. and you say, I'd like to do an interview with Buddy, can you hook me up? And they say no because he's really yeah. shiny, doesn't do a lot of media, or yes, great, and you've got yeah. this amazing exclusive that everyone's been trying to get for 10 years. What? What about um, when the players are walking out of training, for instance? Is that is that a, almost a bit of a free-for-all or is, do you still have to get permission? It can be. So there's a difference. So if it's if you're doing a doorstop as a, a TV journo yeah. and you're, which we love a stakeout, so hanging outside Collingwood um, at yeah. 7am in the morning because they've lost five games in a row and, oh. you know, we want to speak to, yeah. you know, Jordan Degoe because he's, had an incident or something then you try and get them on the way to the club we don't often tell the club 
yeah. the club media person okay. is pretty savvy. They know what's coming. Um, sometimes yeah. it's yeah. courtesy. It depends on your relationship. As a courtesy, I would often say, hey, look, I am going to have a camera down here this morning. Um, you know, would it be possible if you could give so-and-so the heads up and it would be great if we could get them to stop for one or two yeah. grabs? And they might try and organise yeah. that. So, for example, Collingwood is an excellent media club, so they mm. would usually try and organise that. Mm. But in saying that, most of their players yeah. would probably stop and speak to you anyway on uh, on the way into the club. Other yeah. clubs yeah. have different policies. Yeah. So Hawthorne has a policy where um, no player is allowed to talk to a camera on the way into the club. That's really? just blanket. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. It's probably Alistair's influence, I reckon. Yeah, so football departments obviously have a big um, say in how the media departments run things. Yeah. And, and so, yeah, and you can yeah. understand that too because you don't want players being put on the spot like that sometimes. But it, it just depends. Every yeah. every club's got a different media philosophy. So I guess finally wrapping it all up, um, what does the future look like for you? So you've already achieved so much, but do you have any um, any future plans on the cards? Oh, so many plans. <laughs> um, look, I think yeah. if anything, this um, <clears throat> this Corona time is it's been really difficult for a lot of um, people in the industry, a lot of my colleagues, um, and just a, a lot of great journo's in the sports media industry in particular have lost their jobs. Um, so it's been it's been yeah. a really tough sort of few months for the industry as a whole, and I know a lot of other industries and people have been affected too with job losses. So um, I was stood down for mm. a period of time, lucky enough to get my job back three weeks ago. Okay. Um, unfortunately, yeah. not with seven um, for this year for the footy season, um, and that's right, you know yeah. that's been really hard to take. But you understand that we're in a really difficult climate at the moment and um, a lot of organisations are doing it tough. So you kind of understand that. Um, Mm. But, yeah, for me, I'd love to, yeah, resume more of a a network TV presence um, and be part of match broadcasts, um, which we don't really do at afl.com.au. But I want to grow as a leader and um, a mentor to other young women who are trying to come through the sports media industry, but it's yeah. not just footy. I, I feel like I'm pretty multi-skilled and I have a love of a lot of different sports. So mm. I wouldn't mind sort mm. of yeah. branching out and covering other sports and, as well and um, trying a few different things that were outside sport um, too. So, uh, yeah. It's, you've got your podcast as well, don't you? Yeah, yeah. So I in during ISO, when I was stood down, I started my own podcast, <laughs> Her Story, which you can awesome. check out on Spotify yeah. and Apple Pods and Google yeah. Pods and all the rest. Um, yeah, and yeah we'll put a link. We'll that. put a link on the uh, – Thanks, guys. Um, no, I just wanted <laughs> to – I guess like you look on social media and there are just um, a lot of young girls and young women – these days look up to these insta famous celebs or people who have a hundred thousand yeah. followers because they're wearing cool clothes and stuff like that or doing makeup tutorials i don't mm. know but i just i wanted to do a podcast where mm. we celebrated just everyday women just people that we probably yeah. know your neighbor your mum, your sister a friend of a friend but yeah. women who have amazing stories and have um, overcome hurdles or succeeding in different ways um, and I wanted to tell their stories um, and yeah so I started her story podcast and 
got two apps so far, working on a third one today. And, um, yeah, it's just yeah. really nice to actually do something that's not sport-related, to be honest. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, that was really – I did find it really interesting with the one with Gabby, um, the health worker. Yeah, yeah, she's a paramedic in London. I mean, what they're going through uh, in terms of the pandemic over in London is just – insane like the amount of COVID cases she attends is ridiculous and she's yeah. just so mentally drained physically drained it's um it's taken a yeah. really big toll on people like that so yeah it was really interesting to speak to her yeah well um thanks so much Nat for joining us um it's been really inspiring to talk mm. to you and um we wish you all the best for the future Thank you so much, guys, for having me on and best of luck with the podcast. I like it. I've listened to a couple of it now. So looking forward to more stuff. Oh. And, um, all the best <laughs> on your uh, journalism careers if that's what you choose to do. Lovely. Yeah. Thanks, Thanks so, so much. much. Yeah. Who do you want us to interview next? Comment or message us on Facebook for your requests. Have a great day. <laughs>